0: Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. Photonic reversal. Platonic
1: reversal. With the coming Neutron.
2: people,
3: radio fluency listeners, rockers the world over, welcome, welcome, welcome to the one, the only Protonic Reversal, Happy New Year, we welcome you to the greatest show in the land, or at least the greatest show in the land that you are currently listening to. The greatest show in A-land, the greatest show on land, the greatest show not currently broadcasting from a boat. Sure. That <laughs> s- the- Stop. S- Stop s- yourself. Set-, <laughs> set the bar acceptable. The- <laughs>
4: Stop yourself. exceed
3: expectations.
4: Is this thing on? I can't hear myself.
3: Is it- you- You're definitely is- on. Is
4: this thing on?
3: <laughs> tap, tap, tap. Is this thing on? <laughs> hey. Is Happy this thing on? New Year.
1: What are
4: we doing? Happy New Year. 2015. What's up? 2015 in the hizzy.
1: Yeah, I have to man. To say I
4: just had a really strange conversation with a man opening the building
3: out front. <laughs> what, 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 how did that conversation go?
4: Well, I was like, "Hey, do you know of any stores that are open right now?" It's you know New Year's Day, and he's like, "And he goes for what?" And I was like, "A beverage." For, for what? I mean, the coffee well, washers and dryers. What do you think? <laughs> so it's like, like early uh... morning, dude. And and I was like, I just the coffee shops are all closed and. I was hoping to get some iced coffee off the shelf or something. He goes, that's gross.
3: <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, well, you're not wrong, but sometimes you make just, choices in this life. I just like, didn't to- know what
4: to say because my first instinct was, fuck you. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's like, were you a judd Dick?
4: <laughs> like, I know it's gross, but I don't have many options right now. Yeah, and the truth is, I really wanted to get some champagne and have mimosas on have the new year oh, in the yeah. radio station. Oh, I so totally... I might actually take a little excursion if I can find I totally a store that's that open. Off. I,
3: had I, uh, oh, I totally could have pulled that off.
4: I could take a little excursion and disappear, and you guys won't hear my voice for a few minutes, but I'll still be alive and existing. If any
3: place. Uh...
4: If somewhere is somewhere's open. open.
3: Yeah. That, that's uh, a... That, that, I don't know about that. That, that. that might be a hard... That may be a hard...
4: But hard seriously, I was like... Task I just, to toke. I just want a <laughs> beverage. Maybe some iced coffee off the nope. show. <laughs> that's gross. I was they, like, who, that's who are, are you? That's g- <laughs> screw
3: you, dude.
4: Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I just, Dick. I just, Dick with ne- a
3: key. <laughs> it's like dot it's net. Like dot com was taken for some reason. I don't know why. Dick key. Dick key. So that guy, he's yeah, a it was doesn't really approve. Weird.
4: <laughs> Gross! <laughs> it's like fuck you. Uh, Gross! It's weird. I'm having these uh, adult times where I'm like, wow. At least I'm not you.
3: Yeah. Well, must be a bummer being you. It you Seems know, how you're a jerk. And all. I didn't
4: have the most interesting. I don't have the most interesting life. But at least I'm not you.
3: Right. Exactly. You, you, got, you got that on lockdown at the very least. Thanks. I uh, tell you what we're going we're going to get situated here. We we got a great show though. Uh we're going to be talking to Mr. John Congleton. I'm pretty excited about that. I like that. his name. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a great guy. He's a great man that has done a lot of great things. He's a it was in a Great Bank called the Paper Chase. That were really, really wonderful, and then uh, you know, Grammy nominated producer now. Uh, Grammy
4: nominated—that's a big deal. Yeah,
3: the, the new Saint Vincent record's up for a Grammy. But oh. he's, he's made many great records. Um, you know, Modest Mouse, Thermals, the aforementioned Saint Vincent, Explosions in the Sky. Uh, David Byrne. David Byrne, yes, he did a David Byrne record. He Did a record with uh, David Byrne and Annie Clark. It, it's a whole scene. It's awesome. Uh, he's a really intelligent fella. And I'm quite looking forward to having him on the show. He was nice enough to agree to be on the show on this New Year's Day, and we're looking forward to talking to him. It should be a blast. So uh, before we do that, we're going to settle in and maybe be yelled at by random people over your lifestyle He was decisions. also
4: uh, someone running a yoga studio in the building.
3: Oh, that's why. It's,
4: yeah, it's, so that kind of makes sense Yeah, the me.
3: piousness kind of reeks... Uh Which is- it comes off in, in like like cartoon smell waves of piousness <laughs> of anyone that does yoga on New Year's Day. Sorry. Well, I was just kind of like I'm gonna stand by that.
4: That's why I don't really like yoga, but I do it because it's good for it's my body. It's that guy. That guy is the guy that Well, know. it's like who who are you? Like just open the fucking door. I asked you for a favor to tell me where a store was. Right. <laughs> Don't judge me. Don't judge me is in the judgment, 2015. Is the
3: judgment extra or does that come with the price? <laughs> Exactly. Uh, well, it is a new year here. He's
4: right, though. It is gross, but
3: you know. <laughs> yeah. But like, let's point out other obvious things. Hey, it's early. I know that, Dick. Thanks. I do a radio show. And i <laughs>
4: like, and I didn't want to tell you that I really want champagne and orange juice because yeah. you really would have judged me then. Then I will
3: just seemed like an alcoholic, and that's either a good time, one or the other. Who knows. But any which way you slice it, you're going to be judgy. I mean, unless you're like, hey, I was going to go uh, run a decathlon right now, and uh, I was wondering if you had any stretch pants that you could...
4: <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> Wait, is that, that's, stretch, that's, stretch pants, that's stretch gross. Pants. What
3: do people use in their... When, I don't run a decathlon.
4: What do they i <laughs> what, what,
3: what are they actually... Uh, what, what are those clothes called? The wicking clothes. I think that's called. Where it's the
4: wicking hour?
3: The wicking... <laughs> I think I saw the wicking hour at a, the Pound S <laughs> F in two thousand
4: three.
3: Uh, you know what I'm talking about though, right? The the clothes where your,
4: your you're you're sweating. Y'all sweat run, run around
3: me. like, you know, feeling superior to others and uh,
4: uh, you're wearing certain clothes.
3: <laughs> I assume Wiki. they feel superior to others. I mean it's not that you, not that running equates being superior at all in any way, shape, or form, but I would say that if you're running on New Year's Day, you're maybe And
4: you, and, you have Maybe wicking overdoing clothes. it.
3: And you have wicking clothes, yes.
4: <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I don't know what the fabric no, is called though. no
3: idea. Like I'm I don't going have...
4: with the wicking hour.
3: <laughs> the, w- the wicking hour is fantastic. Uh anyway, we're 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 gonna The Wicking Hour. Yes, absolutely. Why not? <laughs> uh Happy New Year, everybody. We are going to uh, listen to a song by the breeders called New Year. How about that? How do you like them apples, huh? We go. Thank you, audience. That was uh, "Thermals" off of the uh, off of the record. That's the song. Now we can see off of the record. <laughs> now we can see that was absolutely struggling with it. what the hell is this called? I didn't even see.
5: Now <laughs> oh, we hey, can oh, see. Oh. Blah,
4: blah.
3: oh yeah, it's called "Now We Can See." Okay, cool. All right, right on. Cool.
4: Your neurons are firing. Well, they're
3: firing all right, but they're firing quick. And before that, we had "New Year" by the Breeders because it's Arbor Day. No, it's New Year's. Uh, It's New Year's Day. We are here, Radio Valencia, the first live show. First live show! Do you think anybody was like, oh, it's Arbor Day? Oh. I had no idea. Is that the tree one? (laughs) Is that that the one with the trees? (laughs) Are we hugging trees? All I I know is... Trees. Trees, maybe? Uh, Do I get the day off or what? That's all I need to know about. (laughs) Is it trees? Is that what we're celebrating today? Who are we celebrating today? (laughs) St. Tree. St. Saint, Saint Tree of Tree Mountain. I was pounding yeah. some coffee there. Uh, I was finding some coffee because I have a fancy new programmable coffee maker. Like with the, uh, you can like, set the time and it, like, the robot makes the coffee for you and it's ready for you when you wake up.
4: Oh, that is fancy. Which was delightful.
3: Like that was definitely something that uh, I gotta say was, was a value-added exercise this morning when I woke up and was like... <sighs>
4: I considered walking home and getting my coffee equipment and walking here. Wa- walking with it. in
3: and just setting it all up.
4: Um, but then hot water would be an issue. Where's it? There's a weird sound in I here. Hear that.
3: Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. but uh,
4: I'm going to investigate. If I don't come back, guys. <laughs> if
3: you don't come back I in love you all. ten minutes. Just wait longer. Call, call the Marines. Right.
4: No, call somebody because I want to be
3: rescued. <laughs> call, call that guy that was judging you for... Yeah. <laughs> He's so,
4: she's gross. Like, fuck you. Well,
3: serves her right. Did you hear what you were looking for this early in the morning? Yeah. Should be doing Downward Facing Dog instead. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, that record is, that I just played... Boo, boo, boo. They, n- now we can see a song by uh, The Thermals. There you go. That's fixed. Is off of the record now, we can see, as we established earlier when I was speaking. And that is uh, produced and engineered by Mr. John Congleton, a great guy, and we're going to be speaking to him shortly. Thermals are a good band. They are from Portland. I like them. I have been lucky enough to share a stage with them, and I can confirm they are very nice people and a great band as well.
4: Oh, okay. These
3: are broken. Oh, gotcha. And uh, for those that are not in the room next to me, uh, none other than Brenna a.k.a. DJ Real Time Drop. Drop! Is talking about... That's intense, by the way, this early in the morning.
4: Uh, (laughs) I don't like that sound. The headphones. Don't make that sound again.
3: My favorite part is is where uh, uh, Rebecca kind of amps up the octave. Like, so. DJ, real time oh no that part <laughs> when she comes in is almost like a high octave on it yeah uh, w- oh we're going to have them in we're going to fun have them in uh them being uh those uh, people uh, uh happy fans
4: what do you mean those people what,
3: what do you mean by those people what exactly does that mean sir gosh yeah i couldn't hear myself
4: talking and you know, I like to hear myself talking.
3: Cool. So do I. That's why I got a show. <coughs>
4: uh, yes.
3: The they're going to be in when the hell are they going to be in soon? I knows,
4: somehow whatever. I don't know. what's... getting older. is weird, but I have all these bruises. They, they're going
3: to be in like later this month. I don't know. Whatever. I, you, you'll listen to the show. You'll you'll, you'll figure, you'll it, figure out. it out, <laughs> or you won't, or you know it, that's fine too. It's
4: okay, Conan. It's okay.
3: <laughs> we're here. We're doing a show. I'm here to support. We are doing. We are doing the best radio show of 2015 right now. Because there's been no other radio shows on Radio Valencia. Oh, well, the, the best radio show on Radio Valencia. Oh, at least. So oh. we're setting the bar
4: high. That's a lot to think about.
3: It is. So don't... don't, don't, worry, don't worry about judging my yoga brain.
4: Yeah. I have a bruise on my knee. And that's what I'm thinking about. I'm How that happened. I went into a mosh pit last night at a punk rock show.
3: That sounds like...
4: For Terry Maltz, okay. was really fun. It was a
3: mosh pit for Terry Maltz, huh?
4: Yeah, the band I mild. saw them with
3: the Man Raster Man and uh, uh, someone else. I that obviously made a huge impression on me, but yeah, but <laughs> Terry Maltz were good. I like them. I don't know, yeah, don't know they're a song, But I enjoyed their show.
4: They're really great. It, the mosh pit was totally mild.
3: <laughs> were, you, were you just in there, I still you in the middle of the pit, just cross, cross arm, and be like, nope. That's not how we did it back <laughs> in the day, back in back in the South. We, this would be
4: back in my day. Let me just tell you right now, we, back in my day,
3: we, we, we were tearing this apart right now. <laughs> no, that, that wasn't. No, what I happened. was
4: participating, which is rare because I hate mosh pits. But yeah, you were just I like, was having fun. I was drunk. You were like, I'm a rip so it up. Drunk right it up. up. I was ripping it up. Yep, in my suede shoes, which is. A terrible idea in the mosh pit, but it worked out.
3: Uh, so, like, what, what was it? Was it, like, mosh pit style? Like, I mean, would the Terry Maltz, like, rip into, like, something, like, totally, like, crazy, like, uh, like, some minor threat or something? And you were
1: like, yeah! <laughs> Go! <laughs> yes!
3: I'm gonna tear this apart. <laughs> this is the part where you're just like you just raise your arms, both arms, like slowly.
4: Like I yeah. was, I was windmilling people.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Were you doing the change pickup?
4: There were picking Mills up the change. The yeah, <laughs> Sticking up picking up, change.
3: up the change. went it away. <laughs>
4: Somehow bruised my knee. Picking up change. And you were like, yes. I did. I did actually yes, end up yes, yes, on the yes, ground yes, at yes. some point.
3: Really. That's good. Well, no, that's not good. But it's good that you came through okay on the other end of it. I mean, well,
4: people like frantically pick you up because of all the bad things that have happened to people that yeah, fall on yeah, the ground well, and mash, I mean, ma- mash pits. Mash pits. they were in the mash pits. They're mashing the <laughs> potatoes. I think the mash
3: pits. Hey. <laughs> I know you you're in the past you, you've said that you don't like when you sound like a mom or something like where I okay, get an out of to touch mom on the soundboard when I take out a context clip but if you, if, I, if I did a minor threat plane I would definitely isolate the mash pit sample because <laughs> <laughs> I totally sound like somebody that like they only know about punk rock from like you know the television show like, what's the cop <laughs> yeah. show then like the punk rock scare episode
4: wait there's a cops episode where they have a punk no. rocker well I'm sure there is okay. but there's a, a cop <laughs>
1: oh, let it's, here.
3: it's uh, one word. Quincy. It's, an epi- it's a very special episode of Quincy. It's terrible, too. It's terribly written. It's not factually based. It's it's rotten. But it seems like that's where you would learn the uh, <clears throat> the, the mash pit. Yeah, Learning all kinds that. of things today on Protonic Reversal.
4: I'm still... I I want mimosas. Can someone bring me mimosas, please?
3: Protonic Reversal. I'll, did you say, you say... Do
4: favors or be really nice to you? Did
3: you say neurosis? Because they played last night.
4: Hey guys, what's did going they... on? TyCraft here. My name's
5: Demkin. Also, who's talking to us? Oh, oh my going? god, there's someone in the room. Oh,
4: the calls are coming from inside the room.
3: Oh, sorry, that was that was that was all me. That was all the neutron right there.
4: Neurosis played last night.
3: They did. They played the Great American Music Hall. I know. Uh, friend of fr- fr- the show, Benny Abraham went. I considering it. they also played. The night before last, and actually, I would have. That
4: would have been. Yeah, been,
3: I would totally gone to that. I just didn't have the money, so you know, I was like, "Yeah, what are you gonna do?" Yeah, it's, it's like forty bucks or something. I mean, it's the oh, roses. And they're they're pretty rad. Like, they're it's well worth seeing the roses for sure.
4: Yeah, I would have gone to that the night before, like for real. Yeah, because that's the time to go out.
3: Calvin once "Going out
4: on New Year's is like a terrible idea." I almost went home actually because I was like, "Fuck it, that's my motto."
3: <laughs> like, like as a life ethos? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's good.
4: Yeah. Um, I have a fuck it banner in my room now. Uh-huh. It says fuck it and chill out. It's like a happy birthday is banner. Is it
3: reversible? So you can have, like, like, whatever mood you're in, you can just, like, flip it around and...
4: No. Oh,
3: is it the same time? That's not
4: how it works. Okay. Happy birthday banners? Have you seen those?
3: Yeah. Has, have, are you asking me if I've seen a happy birthday banner? Yes, yeah, I have. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I made my own. And it says... Fuck it and chill out.
3: Mm. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's the, I don't think I've ever heard of that being a thing. That
4: it's not. I made it myself.
3: I, I, as I understand from the earlier sentence, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's astounding. That's,
4: anyways. Congratulations! I, almost went, I was like, I don't. I'm so not into being out and participating in this craziness right now. But then I ran into some friends that were. They were like, Oh, we're on our way to the hemlock, and I was like, That's where I was headed. Oh, cool! So
3: they were going. They were just so you kind of formed a party kind to of. Your, they were not. Your
4: they were not like close friends or anything by any means. Well, short sell your more fellowship.
3: Like, I mean, you're on the quest m- for the ring more, already. <laughs>
4: <More>. <laughs> Jeez, Renna, come on. I mean, like I eventually ghosted, right? And just disappeared and they went home. <laughs> yeah, I've discovered that I, I got really- banners to look at.
3: <laughs> and yoga instructors to be judgmental Bye Bye. <laughs> Conan. I, st- I started that sentence I'm like how am I going to get out of this i only got a couple words left Nope didn't make it
4: <laughs> Just go for it fuck it
3: Fuck it and chill out We're definitely taking advantage of the uh, the Loose uh, profanity guidelines Here at, uh, <laughs>
4: yeah, here at I Radio think, Wait is that the FCC on.
3: Protonic <laughs> Reversal which is? Uh, I hope
4: you, no one's listening in a cafe or area where there are children. Protonic reversal. It's
3: cursing in oh, your face right now. I don't now. like. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't like intense things right now. I understand. It's fine.
4: Oh, I don't. Uh,
3: uh, why do we listen? To- I,
4: I want a store to be open.
3: Yeah, that, that'd be nice. There's a there's a fellow at the the party that we were at. Where there was uh, such things as exploding, and exploding, uh, Christmas trees on fire, there was a homemade balloon drop, which was pretty cool. That's uh, really fire awesome. Cra- fire, let's try that again. Firecrackers <laughs> and Roman candles. and Those are illegal. And they are def- most definitely are, but this fella did not, does not imbibe in any drink of any kind, so his vice is apparently uh, explosions and
4: oh, yeah yeah, yeah, along yeah those lines. That makes sense.
3: And uh, da, 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 what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, this guy had the had the best had the best answer when uh, friend friend introduced myself and Lindsay to him, and uh, you know, oh, he's my friend Conan, he's my friend Lindsay, and like you know, kind of went down like the line. And the guy's like, Uh oh, I'm sorry, I'm just unable to retain new information." <laughs> it's like, like that's an amazing sentence. <laughs> that's a like, that's a great excuse. <laughs> I'm unable to retain any new information because that gets you off the hook for anything.
4: Yeah, basically. Like,
3: yeah. You know the Mr. Short-Term Memory? Yeah. Not so funny when it's you. <laughs> so I, that that struck me as something that I wanted to say on the show because I, I found that delightful.
4: That's pretty delightful. It was pretty good. I always say that people take up space in my brain and you have to like, sure deserve to be there.
3: <laughs> Gross. It's
4: valuable. Gross! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what you're implying by that statement, Conan. It's just a callback.
3: It's just a callback. That's all it is. Uh,
4: oh, yeah. That's gross.
3: That's gross. <laughs> I already
4: forgot about that. <clears throat>
3: yep. So uh, what do you think about uh, playing some music? I think that yeah, might be that I think be that's
4: good. A, a good lifesaver because, you know. We, we tend to ramble. We do.
3: I'm presenting you the illusion of choice. Indeed I am. And uh, this is going to be a paper chase song. This is uh, Wait Until I Get My Hands on You by the Paper Chase. And I believe when we come back, we'll be talking to Mr. John Congleton. Looking forward to it. Stay tuned.
1: who you are, it's out there and it's gonna get you.
3: That is the laying of hands, the speaking of tongues.
4: Your face while you were doing that was very interesting, Conan.
3: Oh, was it? Too bad mm-hmm. we don't have a TV show sort of a radio show
4: <laughs> could
3: really benefit from. I don't know
4: if I have a my... face for the TV, a voice for the radio, maybe. Face for the TV? Oh, you is you that a thing? Yeah, yeah, thing? that's.
3: Uh, well, oh, if okay. you say someone's a face for radio, that's implying they're ugly. But if you say they're <laughs> face for TV, it's implying they're attractive.
4: Uh, <laughs> I know, no one's ever told me I have a face for the radio.
3: That's good. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, that, that's. Doing I'm going to go ahead right. and say call that a win. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I'm going to uh, just say 2015. You do not doing have it, yeah, all right.
3: You do not have a face for radio. Believe me, I've seen some of the DJs around here. Uh, before that, we had the common cold. The common cold uh, off of the uh, what is that record called? Someday this could all be yours, part one. Uh, The subtitle of that... There's subtitles in all these songs, too, which just makes it all the more delightful to announce. Uh, The Epidemic. The Common Cold, The Epidemic. That's a very uh, jaunty, almost Oingo Boingo-esque number. And before that... What the hell did we play before that? Uh, Before that, we had... Wait, uh... Wait. I think it was Wait Until We Get My Hands on You. I don't remember. Um off of uh, Now You Are One of Us, which is different from Now We Can See, which is the thermal song that we played earlier.
4: Conan, uh, <laughs> we just lost a bunch of listeners. Did, I'm sure we did. Wait until wait until I get my hands in you. Yeah. Wow. it's, it's Everyone's asleep right now. Yeah. Wake up. I'm awake. You should be awake. Except for people that are working at coffee shops. Poor people that are working at coffee shops. My heart goes out to you.
3: Totally. That's a that's a that's a rough scene. That's a harsh joke, as they say. My dad's awake. He's not listening to the show, but he is endorsing me on LinkedIn. So <laughs> I've got that going for me.
4: Is it your dad retired? He is. I don't know why. Why is he on
3: LinkedIn in the first place? <laughs> like, Tori, answer answer that. Why are you on LinkedIn? <laughs> I mean, I'm.
4: Very, are you on LinkedIn?
3: I am on LinkedIn, and it's. I, I'm on LinkedIn largely to help my unemployed friends get jobs. I don't really care about LinkedIn in any way, shape, or form. I think it's actually pretty dumb. But it, it is useful for some people for getting jobs. And if I can assist... Have
4: people gotten jobs?
3: Off of LinkedIn? Oh, yeah. I know, I know a ton of people that have. Especially in, you know, technology and things along those lines.
4: Oh, I see. Okay.
3: Uh, and, oh. Oh. I see. I see. Oh. you of those people. Technology. What do you mean by those people? Uh so the the way and the way I have it uh I have and I have something to I have something to uh to, to play here that is going to sound really great when it's 7 minutes after there we go I'm Ma'am.
4: not good with technology come on
3: That's what I was looking for And obviously I'm doing great with technology because it took me like 20 minutes to find that sample Uh um, it's okay we're all still drunk from last night the only reason I'm on LinkedIn is to help unemployed people find jobs, like my unemployed friends. Because well, the, 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 the point of, of it is that, thank you, is that if you know people, like say you have connections, oh, I have an ex coworker and they're hiring uh, for this position. That if somebody sees that position is being posted, then they can say, like, hey, you know so and so, can you give me a recommendation? That's like oh. that's the idea behind behind it. It's
4: a who you know thing,
3: right? And it does work, and so that's really why I'm on it. But I, I, for the life of me, I don't understand why my dad's on it, and I don't understand why he's endorsing me for skills. I mean, and I appreciate that he is. It's, it's, you know, very. My dad likes the internet. I mean, he's all over it. Uh, I don't. I, it just, I, I like that your dad likes the internet. I, he's got an iPhone now too. So it makes me wonder if he has the app. But if he has the app, like what's like what's he doing? Like because LinkedIn has nothing going on. Like there's <laughs> articles posted, but it's like how to best synergize your business tasks for fiscal year twenty. You know, it's like that level of.
4: And he's retired. And he's retired, and you that's know that's the important part. So I suppose she's like,
3: you know, doing the same thing he does on like Facebook or whatever, and just poking around and you know yeah. trying to find interesting stuff.
4: And endorsing his son. That's adorable. yeah. And he
3: endorses <laughs> endorses his son and like, which is great. I I it's like I said, I want to. I'd like to point out that I think that's wonderful, and I thank him for that. And I, and I love him for all the bizarre, strange <laughs> stuff that he's on about. But it's just weird to get a LinkedIn notification, and be like, oh, Tori's endorsed me for a couple more skills. <laughs> Thanks, Dad.
4: <laughs> that's adorable and strange at the same it's time. It's
3: really bizarre. I don't oh, know.
4: 2015. How yeah, interesting you are. you are.
3: You are a strange mistress. But a delightful one nonetheless.
4: I'm waning. I need something. People, call.
3: Bring me stuff. Uh, yeah, call in 415 962 79. We're going to be speaking to John Congleton shortly, but uh, call it in. Call, call it in. Call it in. Phone on... it in. Phone it in. Lord knows we're not. Oh, God, I wish we were.
4: I wish we were, too. <laughs> I'd like to be Gosh, in my bed right now.
3: I know. It's. Yeah. I.
4: Have... <clears throat> where's the where's the, where's the
3: thing I can't even
4: I'm just... I don't even know how I ended up intoxicated last night I mean I know that I consumed oh, is no I hate that one
3: <laughs> I, I truly hit it by accident at this point use your phone as a phone does anybody still do that nope go ahead so, sorry that's no. again twenty minutes earlier that would have been really relevant go ahead <laughs>
4: That's why you have to have less of those sounds because then it'd be easier for you to find
3: is this, them. what was is that what do I need, that what I need to do okay mm,
4: mm-hmm. yeah, right. what was I saying? I don't remember, oh, beverages You did not
3: intend to uh,
4: adult beverages
3: mm-hmm.
4: that contain substances I consumed two within a short amount of time, and then I was i guess just you know on one for the rest of the night, yeah.
3: And there you go. It was just uh I don't
4: know what happened. It's like I had like f- four drinks.
3: Yeah, but they were. They did. They did your proper.
4: I guess so. Although I saw some people out on the street that were in bad shape.
3: Were they doing yoga and being like that's gross?
4: <laughs> I wish they were. That'd be way more entertaining.
3: <laughs> they were not doing yoga.
4: If you consider like your head between your knees, I guess Ooh, they were doing. They there. were different. They were doing a different kind
3: of downward <laughs> facing dog, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. that, that's by the way. That's my go to joke because it's the only yoga position I know is downward facing dog. There are many and I think it's other hilarious. hilarious
4: ones. There's like um, a lizard one.
3: Really? So what, what's what's
4: there's it, like it, a pigeon one.
3: All right. Come there's on.
4: chair pose. There's uh, warrior poses.
3: Warrior, okay. yeah. I, I, Happy
4: I, Baby. That's what Oh, too. man, there's some
3: funny looking ones. Let's see. I'm looking. Oh,
4: yeah, they're funny looking.
3: Uh, let's see. Eagle Pose, <laughs> Warrior 2. I think I, like, I saw that. That's Steven Seagal, right? Or is that a Van Damme? I can't remember. I, I,
4: <laughs> I think it's. um. Oh, see. There. It's happening to me, too. Steven Seagal. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the Schwartz, the Schwarzenegger. That was a cue for you. <laughs>
3: Sorry. I was too busy looking at the yoga pants on the internet. Ow! I
4: like them. Oh, good lord. Oh, good lord.
1: And owl.
4: We're both in bad shape, people. <laughs> I really hope you're listening. I hope someone listens to this later, maybe. They will. They're, they're just
3: going to be sitting there waiting to fast forward to get the John Congleton part. Uh, but let's have the... Uh, Let's have the what? Let's have the the, the. the end of that sentence was missing for me. Let's have the what? Let's have the music. Let's. <laughs> let's. Let us have musics. We will make music times now, yes?
4: I'm this dying is... over here. There's. I'm shivering. I might still be in somewhat could be pajamas because I live three blocks away.
3: Yeah, that's. That's a, that's a good get. That's a good get that you can walk it. But,
4: yeah, I'm wearing my house. Well, oh, I gotta say, I, I was shoes.
3: delighted coming into the station this morning that, that if if it was always the same amount of people that were on the you know out and about at like seven a.m.
4: Yeah,
3: that'd be amazing. Like that would be. I realize, like I, that's how I truly know that I you know I, I'm an affable misanthrope, but a misanthrope nonetheless. And that's how I know that, is that when I'm like, oh, it's so great that there's no people around. It's so great that it looks like the zombie apocalypse right Wait, now.
4: wait, an affable misanthrope? Yeah. I'm going to look that up, because I feel like I should know what that is.
3: Well, I mean, it, it means that I'm generally, you know, hateful towards people, but... No, I mean, I'm, I
4: know what that means. I'm gregarious. I'm, so are you an extrovert or an introvert? I'm
3: definitely an extrovert, but I have introverted tendencies. But I hate the... Oh, you know what I hate are those... Those things you have to do to deal with an introvert or whatever. It's like, come on. Really? Mm -hmm. Like, you should have... What do
4: you mean? Lists? Uh,
3: yeah, like those...
4: uh, Those,
3: uh... Have you seen them? You must have seen them. You, you, You know the ones I'm talking about? Where, uh, it's like, these signs that you're blah, 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 you're an introvert, and...
4: I mean, I've taken the Myers-Briggs. I just want to bring something up that I noticed via postings on the internet recently.
3: Which is what I'm doing, but it's uh, uh, tips for dealing with introverts or... uh, Oh,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or creative people have messy rooms. All that bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe you're just a slob. Maybe you're just a slob. Did that ever occur to you? (laughs) Or, yeah... Creative people stay up late at night. Creative people
3: uh, eat all the raisin bran. I don't know, like what?
4: they eat the last Oreo every time.
3: Creative people definitely drink all the last beer and don't replace them in the fridge. <laughs> creative
1: people.
3: Let's see, what are the things that creative people? Like, creative, sh- creative people definitely take up two parking spots when they can only take <laughs> up one.
4: Or maybe you're just an asshole. <laughs>
3: maybe you're just.
4: Maybe you just kick. suck at life.
3: Let's see. Creative people definitely cut in line at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> and then act surprised if you call and them on it.
4: definitely say that's gross.
3: <laughs> Creative people definitely get judgy on New Year's Day and say that's gross when someone just uh, asks for a basic human kindness of knowing we're some.
4: It's like, you came from the on. other direction that I haven't been yet. Can you please tell me if there's a store over in that other direction?
3: No, but I'm a creator. For
4: what? I was like, <laughs> For what? For, no,
3: for none like, yeah. for none of your business. No,
4: he said, For what? And I was like, Could you just answer the. F- freaking question.
3: <laughs> for what?
4: I know. I was like, I really don't want to tell you I'm looking what. to
3: retile my bathroom floor. Who cares? You it's-
4: know, it's really funny because I went with a beverage because I didn't want to tell him the truth, which is that I was hoping to make mimosas in the radius station. <laughs> you would have sounded like an alcoholic. <laughs> exactly. And I still got messed with. I was just like, wow. He's just like... <laughs> <laughs>
3: that sounds <laughs> no That almost sounds like uh, Hannibal Lecter with the. With yeah, the I,
4: <laughs> t- I was trying to do a tis like a... <laughs> tis. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently,
3: I'm incapable of sounding anything but creepy. Um,
4: Anyways, yeah, well, uh, for what? I I mean, coffee off the shelf. That's gross. <laughs> like, okay, that's I would, gross. I guess that's better than you're an alcoholic. Like,
3: but if you find him right now, we can bring him in and interview him.
4: Yeah, he sounds interesting. He
3: does. I'm sure it'd be very delightful for about two minutes, and then yeah.
4: I'd be like, oh, I'm <laughs> I'd be done. like I want to kill you. Leave. Please get out of here.
3: Go to Warrior me. Two in the other room now, please. <laughs> uh, wait, but instead is that a of
4: video game, yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think it's, is that the one? Uh, the one with the fourth person perspective shooter? Shoot him up.
3: Yeah, it looks like Gauntlet. I think.
4: Yeah,
3: it's shooter. What? Okay. Anyway, uh, we're gonna listen to Warriors. a couple more songs, and we'll come back with the Warriors. Uh, come out and play. Thank you. <laughs> throw, throw, throwing it over to you. Uh, we're going to come back and talk are to John Congo. Are then. we going to come back? We are. We're definitely going to.
4: Because I am really
3: waiting. Wait. cut out the other way.
4: Why can't I stay with you?
3: Just do what I tell you,
0: okay? This
2: is all bad. Come on. I can take care of myself. I proved that.
0: Come on. Hmm.
3: So we'll come back with John Congleton shortly. Should be fun. But before that, we're gonna play some music. So uh, this is uh, "You're One of Them, Aren't You?" by The Paper Chase.
0: You're legless
6: <laughs> and limping and lost, and it's just like they like you. And I can feel your tender bodies coming nearer. I see them hanging from the crystal chandelier. I'm hope for the hopeless, I'm help hope for the helplessly hopeful. Life feels long. clean the unfit will fuck the unhappy you're going down good friend so i'm letting go of your leg the laugh
5: and the poke
3: There it is. That's Birth in Reverse off of the most recent St. Vincent record, just called St. Vincent. Uh, Fantastic, fantastic record. One of my favorites of the year, actually. And before that, we had You're One of Them, Aren't You? By The Paper Chase, also off the Now You Are One of Us record, uh, which is probably one of my favorite records of of that decade, I would say, personally. And uh, on the phone, we have none other than Mr. John Congleton. John, welcome, man. Thank you. Hello. I... One second. There we go. I'm... There we go. All right. Now, now we're rocking. <laughs> now we're rocking. Sometimes you got to amp up the audience with a cattle prod when it, when it's really. They were, I mean, they they were
4: asleep. Yeah,
3: they were they were definitely snoozing on that one. And uh, co- <laughs> corollary with those two excellent records is that they are both associated as I think everything in the show so far is associated with Mister John Congleton. Uh, wow. And yeah, it's a, it's a John. It's I mean, hey, it's it's no NPR, you know, Bob Olin setup, but it's we're we're, we're doing okay here. Uh, John, right. John Congleton, you are uh, a, a awesome dude and a friend and a friend of the show, and we thank you for joining us, sir.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Happy to be here.
3: Uh, how was was your New Year's? Good. How was? This is the uh,
0: it was pretty. It was pretty good. Yes, it was. It was quiet. It's in Dallas. It's uh, we got like freezing rain, so it's sort of treacherous, and everybody's staying inside.
3: Yeah, that'll that'll put a crimp on the on the outside party plans for sure. it's, mm-hmm. def- it's definitely. It was definitely cold, and not just you know, cold for the Bay Area cold, but actually fairly legitimately cold. It here. was
4: forty degrees.
3: It was the wind, though. The wind is what kind of made it more. Uh, why are we talking about the weather? Jesus, what is wrong with this, sh- <laughs> this show? <laughs> Christ. Moving
4: uh, forward.
3: Moving forward. Hey, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, John. Uh, so that St. Vincent record, I gotta say, I've I've listened sort of casually to uh, the other records that uh, the other St. Vincent records, and I've liked them. But I really, really, really like this one. I think you did an amazing job on it, man.
0: Cool. Thank you.
3: And uh, it, so it's nominated for a Grammy. That's a
0: yeah, it is. Yeah.
3: Wow. So who's who's the competition? Who who do we have to kneecap to make this happen? What's going on? <laughs>
0: uh, well, we're not going to win. Let's just put it that way.
3: Oh come
2: uh, on.
0: I can't. Uh, I can't remember exactly. I mean, but I think it's you know it's it's, it's Biggie's, it's Arcade Fire, Jack White. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <you
3: know>. Lightweights. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it. No big deal. Not yeah. impressed. <laughs> uh, there's there's a lot uh, and there's a lot of interesting stuff going on in that record and I think it, for me it kind of coalesces in a way that I've always been very uh, respectful of, of Annie's stuff and been like oh yeah that's pretty cool but I've never like felt compelled to like listen uh, repeatedly as much as with this record and I think it kind of uh, came together in a way that's I don't know it's, it's pretty, pretty cool it definitely seems like she's kind of leveled up a little bit as an artist uh, you guys mm-hmm. have this amazing working relationship you guys are uh, c- kind of writing a lot of this stuff together in the studio, uh, right? Like, you kind of put it, arranging it... it like, these are all... Are these songs that exist beforehand, or do they kind of come together? Am I wrong? I'm off bass here. Answer any one of those questions you want. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, well,
0: I mean, I, I, I should say that... Um, no, I mean, on the, on the new record, on the new St. Vincent record, um, well, let me frame this a little bit. On the last record, there was... Um, a lot more sort of discovery that happened, like, in the studio, like, kind of figuring out, you know, the songs and arranging the songs and sort of, like, um, you know, like, there was just a lot of sort of really great rough ideas when we started the last record, which was called Strange Mercy.
3: Right, right, which is, uh, which is also awesome. I, I, I do like that record, yes.
0: I actually am really fond of that record myself, too. Um, and, um, uh, so there was a lot of, uh, sort of, like, just her and I kind of riffing off one another on that record, um, uh, it was just sort of where she was as a um, as an artist at that time, and, and you know, ha- you know, was just coming in with with a lot of great ideas. Like I, I think it was like upwards of like you know half a year before we started the record, she just started sending me like voice memos and you know rough like garage band recordings and whatnot of, of just you know, stuff she was, really was working ideas.
3: on, just ideas yeah. and things like that.
0: Yeah. Whereas on this record, <clears throat> um, we her and I both really liked how "Strength" Mercy turned out, but we both knew that. um we couldn't do that again because he probably would end up uh, with a, a similar record. So, um, I mean, for me, the whole thing was like, you know, this time, let's just do a bunch of pre-production style stuff, you know, beforehand, like write as much as you possibly can, like get, get full songs together. And uh, and I have to say that's exactly what she did. Like a lot of the songs were, were you know, basically written whenever she walked into the, the studio and, and like kind of where where I came in was more of like sort of like, the grooves and the aesthetics, and you know, all this, just all the stuff that her and I really do well together. Anyways, you know, um, um, you know, but like she, like I think that one of the reasons why people are responding to the record um, the way they are is because, um, you know, it is a little more of a singular vision right from her brain. I think that there was less, yeah, like less
3: interference. Right, right. It, it's like kind of, kind of as a unit, as a uh, fully actualized statement. It definitely seems. Yeah, almost like a statement of intent to a certain degree from from the outset, uh, in a good way. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's what I got out of it, anyway. But it's also, I mean, I think a lot of the, you know, there's there's a lot of really cool kind of hooks that are in it that are like for me it almost comes from like you know the sort of like uh, like like post punk kind of things mm-hmm. almost uh, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 I mean, Digital Witness has almost like you know B fifty two sort of like element. On,
0: yeah, uh, big time, yeah.
3: On there, and it's, it's,
0: B- it's... Yeah, B-52s were a huge benchmark for us on the record, actually. I mean, we her and I are both big fans of the first few B-52s records, and, um, you know, we love the guitar playing on there.
1: Oh, and, it's great, like yeah. That.
0: Yeah, it's really great. And, um, uh, you know, so, I mean, that, you know, when when people pick up on the B-52s thing, that's they're, they're pretty much dead on, you know? I mean, we do really like those records.
3: Well, and that song is, and not to, uh, you know, to dive too much into it necessarily track by track, but I'm I'm eager to know how that kind of came together because it's got kind of a, I mean that horn hook is so, I mean it, it's funky flat out like mm-hmm. it's like it's like it's a funky song, but in a good way like mm-hmm. in the way that it it's like it can hold its own on the dance floor. It's okay, you know? Tony. Totally. Yeah, for
4: sure. Funk's not dead.
3: Okay, thank you. <laughs> Funk
0: is not dead. Funk is not dead. Well- um, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, the songs having like a lot of groove and, and danceability, for lack of a better word, you know, was super important to both of us as far as the kind of record we want to make. And, and really, that, that was just an extension of where we were from Strange Mercy, which, you know, started, you know, we, we definitely started teetering into the sort of party funk kind of stuff. You totally. Know? But I mean, but the thing is, is like, you know, we... We like party music, but we like good party music, you know, like Parliament and whatnot. You know, like those are the stuff that we're pulling from, you know, like.
3: Uh, yeah, and that's and that's what I meant when when I was saying that. That's that's totally what I was thinking of. I was thinking of like those classical Parliament records and uh, you know, almost like you know the, the, uh, James Brown. Like it had like that kind of like just where there's sort of there's an edge to it. I, I bet, guess yeah. you know uh, that might be yeah. the better way to put it.
0: No, no. I mean, I think you're, you're. I mean, you're. You're totally. You know, you're bringing down the ad- autonomy of it all. You know, I mean, it was. We definitely. Whenever I produce records, you know, I, I'm pretty big on rhythm section and making sure that it's, you know, something that's, you know, really welcomes you to the song, and and uh, that's something that she's really into, and so we really click on that, and you know, we. It was just, you know, there was just uh, an understanding that we wanted to take sort of that dance ability that we had discovered on Strange Mercy and, like, take it even further. And, um, you know, like a song like Digital Witness that you point out, I mean, yes, it's a a very danceable song, but there's also enough about it that make it sort of, like, strange and kind of, like, monkey-wrenched a little bit, just to where it doesn't feel like just some danceable song. Like, if you notice the... The horn line is really on top of the beat on that song, and really yeah. Almost sort of awkward.
3: Yeah, yeah, like it definitely. It's but it's 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 just kind of it, it, in a way that sort of catches the attention, rather exactly. than necessarily. For which it seems to be a thing that's and that seems to be a repeated theme and stuff that uh, you're involved with. And I've noticed that with, mm-hmm. the, with the paper chase, the paper mm-hmm. chase stuff as mm-hmm. well is that it always seems like yeah, whenever you can kind of sneak something in that's a little bit, you know, maybe puts you on edge. But like, there's still a hook to it in, in another way. That seems to be a thing that you go for. Is that a thing that it's just sort of? Is that a thing? I guess that might be the question.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think I think I don't think I ever like consciously decided that that's how I would approach things. But I think there, I think that you're right. I have sort of noticed that as a theme. Is like, and, and like you know, when I'm making records with bands or you know, or whatever, or even my records, usually like when something really strange happens. I'm like that's that's it. Let's do it like that because that's you know that's something I haven't heard before. You know, like I love playing with like you know where accents of beats go and whatnot. You know, like you can there's there's all different types of ways that you can play things. You know, like just as to where you put the accent on the beat, meaning like the one beat. Like for example, like take Digital witness. There's a, a, there's almost an infinite number of places that accent could have been played on that beat, but we chose or Annie chose and I chose, whatever, you know, I can't remember how it happened, uh, to, to uh, you know, to play it really on top of the beat. So it kind of gives you this strange sort of like you're on the edge of your seat sort of feeling, as opposed to like if it was, if it was a Parliament song, for example, they would have played way on the back of the beat. Right. You know, they would have played it really funky. And uh, what we did is we had all the elements of a funk song except for the head voicing, you know. We had that really, really white and really tight and really like sort of feelless, you know so but you have that in conjunction with a really funky sort of like rhythm section and you have something interesting
3: you know almost in the same sort of way that you know what kind of makes the talking heads uh, some of their t- stuff Perfect. pop so much and that's you know I can <laughs> I can't imagine that's an accident either uh, you know based right. upon you know the involvement with, with both of you guys with with, with David Byrne and you know some of that's going to mm-hmm. rub off and uh, you know, it's it's cool. It, it's it's neat to hear, and it's 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 nice that. I mean, I guess for where I'm at, and granted, I wouldn't necessarily put it that I'm looking at at, at the Grammys as like the be-all, end-all metric of like what is what is awesome, because I'm not. Believe me.
1: But yeah, well, you should.
3: Yeah. It, it's it's nice. It's amazing to me that I have something that I like be. Like oh, well, you guys know about that? Like that that level of <laughs> I play that right. on my show. That's a, that's how What really? That's amazing.
0: Right, right. No, I mean we we're we were really. I mean, it's funny.
3: Like, you did know, you know? Like, did you know at the time that you're like, oh, this is really special. I think this might, you know
0: pop no more. no not, no no no, we no we we. i mean i just it's like any other record i make i i you know you work you work hard on it and you get it done and you take a look at it and you're like okay this is this is ready to be put out you know and uh you, you know usually the way it goes is you know i don't listen to a record i work on until until after it's out you know like cause you have that little sort of like sometimes half a year grace period sometimes more of where you know they're promoting the record or doing whatever they do and and usually what I do is I won't even listen to it you know and obviously because I'm busy doing other things but you know um when the record comes out I kind of have like a little bit of a tradition where I'll you know I'll put it on and listen to it again and see how I feel about it and I put it on and I was like yeah this is a good record but I didn't think I really really still didn't think that it was going to click with people the way it did I I I I really didn't think that um I think that it's I think a lot of it is, is uh, the build-up of, of Annie has been working her, you know, working her tail off for years. Right. Yeah. And I think that I think that it was just sort of like, you know, possibly slightly a cultural zeitgeist type of thing. The air was really biased for somebody like her to step in at this point. And she really got her stage show together and just so many things sort of coalesced.
1: Totally. On at
0: once. And, and, and it's not that it isn't a good record. Of course, I think it is a good record. But, I, you know, I think that it was a lot of things that really brought her to where she finally deserved to be and i mean i'm just happy for her you know and as far as the grammy thing goes i think that i can speak for her i think the way we both feel about it is like we feel really it's really cool that we we get a record that we like and it sort of infiltrated that level of mainstream you know that's funny to us and we, we really enjoy that and also you know it's like one of those things that you can show your parents i suppose or your aunt or your uncle and it's like see i did this and they are go oh okay all right so you're Quote unquote, legitimate. Sure. Sorry, and what, you know,
3: you can... <laughs> it's in the same way that we, we had Kevin Burkett of the Electrical Guitar Company on the show a little while back. And he was uh, talking about, mm-hmm. you know, going to Thanksgiving with, with, the, with the family or whatnot. And something that he could point to when they were like, oh, what is it you do? Exactly. And when he made guitars for Katy Perry. That right. yeah, you know, we made these like like aluminum, uh guitars for Katy Perry that like lit up and like what do they shot fireworks or something? What do they do? No, there's,
4: there's... <laughs> no they just change color. They change
3: color. Okay, well, whatever. In, yeah. my, in my mind, they now shoot fireworks, so we'll just <laughs> we'll st- we'll stick with that. But <laughs> they understood that cultural reference, like oh yeah, I know, right. of course right. I know what Katy Perry is of course. Right. So it's like that same kind of thing that there's a yeah, it, it's a cultural shorthand that. Mm-hmm. maybe people, like, get a little more we- weather. You're like, hey, I recorded this, you know, this band called uh, 90 Gay Men. They're they're right. great. Like, a 90 yeah. what? 90 Gay Men? What's that? <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> but, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, like, you know, you and I, you know, the, the things that really, really get us happy are, you know, are, are, are things that, you know, like, nobody cares about for the most part. Right. You know, like, just, just, it's not important to other people. And, um, and like, that's that's, kind of what i guess i'm saying is like it keeps it keeps the uh the the family dinners a little more civil i suppose if you're doing things that are you know you know oh like i worked on this artist you know they were on david letterman of course david letterman does nothing for your career everybody knows that right you know (laughs) like the fact that your mother father aunt uncle whatever knows who david letterman is they're like oh yeah i know that i know who that is yeah exactly tv that must be a big deal you know it's just those things that sort of like it's actually sort of a bigger deal to the people who love you than than you,
3: and and um, that was so that's kind of cool, you know. That is awesome, and yeah, and I even, you know, I got to say, like you know, when and there was even some, you know, the, the internet was all a buzz with with uh, that was it Saturday Night Live, I think, that when when she was yeah, on, right, and you know right. her her and Toko have the uh, the synchronized moves, mm-hmm. and like like yeah. it's a cool show. It's to me, it's very uh, from the same page as like David Bowie or something in a good way, yeah, and. Yeah. It, that's it's definitely a good thing. I was just thinking about like if I was a kid and I saw that I'd be like, "This is awesome! This is, what am I looking at?" You know, yeah. which is you right. is what you God, what you like live for when you're when you're a musician or you know mm-hmm. someone like putting your heart and soul into something that you want to like, you know blow some minds and maybe kind of change someone's world a little bit. And
0: yeah, no, totally, that's what it's about.
3: And people were getting worked up about, "Oh, it's all choreographed." What happened to? What? It's like,
0: well, of
1: course you dick. Come on, of course. yeah. <laughs> That's gross.
0: I mean, I think the thing is like in indie rock, people, punk rock people can never seem to quite embrace this. But music can be anything it wants to be, you know. There's, I mean, I'm not interested in rules, you know. I mean, like it, it can be anything it it wants to be, you know. It can, it can embrace all sorts of things, and uh, you know, I mean, it's. I think that Annie doing the the choreographed stuff. I think it's, you know, I thought it was a really interesting idea and a really like strange thing to do that like you know you don't right. see people doing you know so it's like i was like all for it you know and that she's
3: still ripping it wrong. up i mean if she like you know does like you know a crazy guitar thing it's still a crazy guitar thing It just is with this oh,
0: yeah.
3: like bizarre kind of like klaus nomi style uh, <laughs> you know th- and it's, it's it's awesome i'm totally for it like it, it kind of blew my mind a little bit when i when i saw it and you know i'm i ain't no kid so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to break that to you, but I ain't no kid. Uh, no, and it's, I think you guys did a really cool thing, and it's it's a really awesome record. I'm a I'm a big supporter of it, and uh, I you know I hope you I hope you win. Not that it really means that much. I know to, you know ultimately to the art being the the journey and the destination, right? But mm-hmm. you know it's I, I really I think it would be kind of in the same way that you know whatever the archive. The Arcade Fire winning was like a win for the Underground to a certain degree, yes, I felt, sure. even though mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a main person of their thing, I guess might be mm-hmm. the best way to put it, but, mm-hmm. uh, and I was not even like that big fan of the record, but I was like, oh, that's good, because that's like a thing that shows that, you know, there's other things out there, you know, it's kind of a cultural flashpoint for how things have changed that a band like the Arcade Fire could win.
0: Oh, I agree. I was completely shocked that they won. I-, I still don't really know how that happened. You know, at the end of the day, you know, like the way that the Grammys are voted on, you have to be a NARAS member. Well, how do you become a NARAS member? Well, you, to become a NARAS member, you have to have worked on so many major releases in some capacity, either by A and R, producing, engineering, something like that. And so the idea—I mean, that's that's sort of the deal with the Grammys—is it's sort of the the table is so tilted towards records that you know, are heavily uh, pushed by the industry, right? So, like, that's why you always see, like, the Britney Spears and the sort of, those sorts of things win over the stuff that is, you know, clearly a little more artistically viable. You always see that because it's just, you've got all the industry people that are working their own records. So literally, it is ballot stuffing. And, I mean, everybody knows this about the Grammys. Now, you got a record like Arcade Fire that's put out on Merge, Something tells me that Mac and Laura aren't Nera's members, you know. Exactly, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) You know, like, and so, and I don't think anyone in Arcade Fire is, and um, you know, Nick Nicholas A, who produced the record, uh, maybe he is, but I doubt it. It, it, Like, my 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 feeling about that was like, I still don't really know how it happens, and and, like, I guess what I have to walk away with is that is that actually it was an important record because it must have impressed. Enough people, um, you know, to you know, to actually win. And, and the funny thing about it is, and you kind of touched on this, is like, as far as Arcade Fire records go, that certainly would not be the flashpoint record, you know. Oh, not I, no, not at uh,
3: all. I mean, and, uh, <laughs> sorry, not to be a dick, and, but like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not.
0: <laughs> it wasn't the
3: one that I would be like, oh yeah, check out this band, you know, at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, it's it's a completely fine record. I have no problem with it. I just yeah. it's, I'm not I'm not in any way saying. Anything bad about Arctic Fire, but it's not the record that I go to as far as like, wow, this is really the the mission statement. But then I kind of thought about it, and they wrote a record called The Suburbs, and it's all about growing up in the suburbs. And um, it's an insanely relatable record to people um, like me and people that are, and and, and millions of people who aren't like me. Okay? So um, I have to like wonder, like, was it? Did they just write an extremely relatable record? Yeah, maybe just connected um, with people
3: in that way. Sure. Right, yeah.
0: right. So I mean, that's, you know, that's good stuff. You know, um, I, I, I'm still completely confused how they won, though. I I can't quite figure it out.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was. You know, let's let's hope that you have that same confusion when you win.
0: <laughs> well, that, look, that's not gonna happen.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I'm rated kneecap white. Just say the word. Just wink. <laughs> just wink once. <laughs> wink, right. I don't know how I'll hear it on the radio, but wink very right. loudly. Wink loudly, yes, that's right. that. Little. So, when you are, uh, when you guys are, when you and Annie are doing the record, are, are you in the same room when you're doing? It? Cause I know you do a lot of remote mixing and things along those lines, which you know, uh, this day in this day and age, is are, are you guys in the same place? Like, what's what's the process look? Oh, like absolutely,
0: we've never, we've never, ever, ever done anything long distance ever, like. Not a big fan of that to begin with, you know. Um, I mixed one of your records, long, didn't I? So,
1: you did. <laughs> and, you actually did.
0: Um, yeah. Um, well, which that was okay. We'd already worked together, though. You yeah. Know? So it's not, not too weird. Um, the, uh, I mean, you know, essentially, it's just her and I, and we would have, you know, I mean, her and I playing everything, mainly Annie, uh, mind you, and, uh, you know, then, like, once we got a song to a point where we had it put together to where we were satisfied with it, we would have we would have like a drummer come in and play and we would usually lay down you know upwards of like three different sort of iterations of the song like we would do you know three different versions so to speak you know like different tempos and whatnot you know we were just we were just trying to figure out what the song was you got to understand you know like we were just we were just trying things you know like we're just Sure. seeing what, what worked, you know, because we didn't, you know, it's not like a band, you know, it's not like you're sitting there and you're ripping off a bunch of people and, you know, you gotta, we, we have to remember that, you know, we can only be subjective, so we would, we would just try different things and just whatever clicked with us, you know, we would run with. So, I mean, essentially it was just, it, those records, all of those records are just her and I kind of, you know, in the room together figuring it out and it works because her and I, um, you know, on top of, working together i mean we're we're just close people you know i mean right. i definitely would qualify her as like a sister at this point you know like we just know each other really well and for better or for worse and um you know we have the same sense of humor and uh things like that so you know being locked up in the studio with her for a month to two months is not particularly a torturous thing it's, it's quite fun you know we just it's, it's really a lot of it just feels like hanging out Honestly.
3: Well, and I think you can kind of hear the like the friendship and the camaraderie and what you guys come out with, personally. Thank you. I mean, I think that that's, that's kind of an important part of the music. And it's something that, you know, me knowing, like, whatever your, you know, air quote, sonic signatures are, whatever that might mean, mm. uh, you know, I can uh-huh. hear a couple of those here and there. But it's definitely mm. something that it shows that, and it's, it's a different mindset than, oh, here's the band that, you know, they wrote these songs and they... Right. Yeah, I toured them for like two years and now they're right. coming in and they're going to record those songs. Right. It's like right. very different, way different vibe, but it, it really works. Like it pops in a way that I don't know. It's, it's interesting, man. It's it's a, right. it's a cool thing to hear. And it's definitely like it, it, it both is and kind of is not of like the world that I'm like intimately familiar with. So I'm like completely fascinated by it.
0: Right it is a different way to make a record and 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 i've made records with other people like that you know it's not just any and sometimes it goes sometimes it goes extremely well and sometimes it doesn't go extremely well but that can be said for bands too sure. you know um because it's what you know, you're
3: bringing into it too i mean if someone's not bringing right. in you know if they're like all right write my record for me come on yeah <laughs>
0: do it <laughs> yeah the you know the um you know the the funny thing about bands is um, you never really totally understand what the dynamic is when you start a, a record with a band. You know, you're like, uh, you, don't, you don't know if the bass player used to date the drummer's girlfriend. You don't know all the things that could be percolating under the surface. So it's like sometimes I'm working with a band and I'm like, this guy really doesn't like this other guy. I wonder what's going on with that. And so you right. notice that that guy, that guy's always sort of shooting down the other guy's ideas. You're like, wow! This is no way to make art, you know. Like, you'll you'll see that a lot. Um, you'll yeah. you'll just see all these things sort of under the surface, and so, and bands don't realize how bad that is for the art, you know. Like, it really is. It's like, you know, and, and like, and also just in general, like, sometimes making music by democracy or art by democracy, for that fact, is is, is just a horrendous idea. You I know? could it not takes, agree more. It takes, yeah, it takes real chemistry to be able to pull that off, and I can honestly say that I've only see it, seen it work perfectly in less, as far as bands i worked with, maybe less, I could count on two hands How many times I've seen it work really well, like, like really well, where I'm like, wow, this is definitely better because of the chemistry that these people have. Now, the exception to that is, is that most bands that are out there, what you have is like, you kind of have one guy who is sort of the, the person who is like the visionary. And then you have three people or whatever that are sort of supporting that vision. Or sometimes you have, like, one guy who's the visionary, and then you have another guy who sort of is, the, who really props him up. And then you have, like, two men that are basically side men. Like, they come in and play, and you never see them again. Right, right. <laughs> so there's all these weird dynamics, but, like, the one that can be, and the one is the most complicated is always the one where everybody gets an equal say. Because, you know, sometimes you can't tell if they legitimately feel the way they feel about something or if they just want... You know, butter and squirt there, sort of imprint
3: on it, you know. Totally. And it's like, it's in the same thing that, uh, you know, like, for instance, Sloan being a Bolshevik democracy where they each have, like, a certain allocation of songs on, like, a record. And right. some, sometimes it's like, uh, maybe that guy shouldn't have had those, had exactly. those songs on there because it sounds like he kind of phoned them in. <laughs> you know, it's sort of right, like, yeah. might have been a stronger record if, uh, you know, I don't remember which one it is, but, like, one mm-hmm. of them's like, uh, well, there's a couple of clunkers. All right. How's that democracy right, right, working right, out right. for you, huh?
0: Right. I mean, look, I, you know, bands, artists, whatever, they can do whatever they want. I have, I have no interest in telling people how things should be done correctly, quote unquote. You know, I, I'm just. This is just my personal, like, subjective experience that I've had. You know, working with bands. I, I think that bands should, i band should operate whatever which way they think is, you know, appropriate for them. You know, I'm not saying it's the right way or wrong.
3: Way. But you've made a lot of records too. I mean, you made lots of different kinds of records. I yeah, mean, you bet. Yeah. It, like I would say that. It's something worth paying attention to and I think you bring up an important thing about it just being something where, you know, maybe someone's just chiming in for the sake of chiming in isn't necessarily oh, the best thing. Yeah. Like, well yeah. I I got a, I'm I'm producing too. I'm I got yeah. ideas.
0: That drives me insane yeah. when yeah. people do that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, no, but it's a it's just it's a human thing for some reason, you know. It's like, Hey, I'm here, you know. Right. And um <laughs> you you acknowledge know, me. Like, <laughs> when it, whenever uh you know, whenever I'm producing a record, uh, you know, that, it does, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm always going to have an opinion about things, you know? Like, sometimes I'm more than happy to just go along with whatever the strongest vision is. You know what I mean? You know, like, people are like, what do you think? I'm like, well, I think it's pretty cool. What do you guys think? You're the artist, you know? Right. So, like, a lot of times, time, I don't have to have, like, some strong opinion. I'm happy to, like, kind of let the artist show me where what it wants to be first, you know, before I start... Messing with
3: anything And sometimes it's just Acknowledgement and validation Too Like Oh totally
0: Totally It sounds like Some
4: interesting relationship Like You're kind of A teacher Guider But also just Letting them be Like
0: That's Well I mean It's Every Every record is a little Different You know Like I've never The only The only thing that I Don't really do Is I've never been That kind of Style producer That like just straight up bosses people around like that is pretty gross alright you give me the coffee
3: you go over yeah. there sit in the corner don't talk again <laughs> <laughs>
0: no I've never been quite that style I mean I mean the most aggressive I ever get in the studio is is usually I. the only thing that really tightens my back up is whenever people sort of just lean on sort of cliches or old ways of doing things you know because it's like sort of comfortable or whatever you know like I have this sort of I have this sort of belief that whenever I'm working with a band and they're looking for the, again, the quote marks, the perfect sound, you know, like really all they're ever looking for is something they've heard before. I've, right. I, that seems to be all it ever is. So with me, it's just like, you know, we're going to come up with something a lot more interesting, a lot more memorable if we just get it, you know, if we just pick a sound and go for it, you know, like just believe in it. All you got to do is just believe in something and, and you can pull anything off as long as it's done with confidence and, you know.
3: No, and that's an interesting, that's an interesting uh, worldview for that as well. And I gotta imagine there's probably you know some artists that dive into it more so than others. And I would imagine uh, you know to a certain degree that that must be interesting. Like for instance, like it seems like that's that's kind of something that Swans might be into. For for instance, I, I know you worked on that on that Swans record. Was that like what what was what was that experience like? Where did that fit on that spectrum?
0: Um, well, you know, I mean, Michael is, you know, definitely, um, into having control over things and he's, he's very much like, (laughs) he he likes to, he likes to dictate, um, exactly how the band plays, exactly what they do. I mean, he really, really like, for lack of a better term, I don't, I don't mean this in a negative way, even though it always has a negative connotation, but kind of micromanage, you know, everybody's parts and, and he has a really, really strong vision. And you have to either like early on when you're working with Michael, you have to either decide if you're going to believe in that vision or not, you know. So with me, it was always just sort of like, just I always just sort of took a backseat and just let Michael sort of like do his thing, and and sort of like just did everything I could to try to capacitate it, capacitate that vision as best as possible. And I have to tell you, a lot of times that was really hard because, you know, um, a lot of a lot of the things that he's interested in trying are are based more on how it feels than actually how it ever sounds. And I'm not, it's Mm, not my job to sit there and tell somebody that they're wrong because of that, you know? I mean, I can tell them what my opinion is, but, you know, like, for example, um, uh, you know, he he really, really wanted everybody to record all in the same room without headphones, and that's cool, I understand that, and I've done that (laughs) before. Wow. uh, but but the but the pr- the problem is is that Swans is one of the loudest bands in the universe. <laughs> right, I was going to say separation's
3: got to be a problem if you. Right. Yeah, they're not they're not a quiet chamber quartet. I mean,
0: no, no, isn't and and like a, you know so so essentially what it turned into was like this insane circus act of me trying to somehow get some level of clarity to the recording, but meanwhile satiating that urge for him. To have this loud thing happening without headphones, and you could feel it just like a live show, and um, it was, you know, it was definitely challenging. But um, you know, we got through it. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't a horrible experience. It just was, you know, it was challenging.
3: That's interesting. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's got to be something where, yeah, I'm not. It, it seems like. Well, and you, you mentioned early on, like you kind of, kind of, you know, buy the ticket, take the ride with, with someone <laughs> like Michael. You know, right. <laughs> right. So it definitely is something where I can imagine. Like, wait, what do you want to do? All right, yeah. let me figure that out. Then no,
0: it wasn't. It actually wasn't like that. You know, he, he, he had said that that's the way he always wanted to do it. And oh, okay. I, said, well, look, I was like, let's just try it, man. You know, the worst thing that's gonna happen is is it sounds terrible, and we have to like try something and else. Do something else. else So yeah. what?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I mean, you know, so it, we had the capacity to, to attempt it because we were in a large room when we recorded. So, um, you know, I mean, essentially, I mean, essentially, there's a lot of, there were a lot of things that were really hard to overcome sonically, but at the end of the day, you know, um, there was a vibe that was captured, you know, that, you know, kind of defines sort of like, you know, any sort of verbal thing, you know, but he, he felt, he felt, he felt like he connected to the performance better, and therefore his performance was more satisfying to him and you can't argue with the record i think the record is great i think not only is it a great record but i think it's one of the best swan's records ever made and you know for a band that's been together for as long as they have been that's an accomplishment yeah it's, you
3: know. it's a it's a huge feat i mean there's, there's very few bands that can you know pull off that level of uh that level of stateliness you know so quote unquote late in the career or, or whatever oh
0: i couldn't agree more i mean it's it's actually extremely inspiring you know like Totally. I, I hope. I hope I'm making like a quarter of cool stuff as as, as Michael is now. Whenever I'm that age,
3: you know? Well, and that's the same sort of thing that I feel like whenever you know when the, there's always such a rarefied air of uh, you know bands that that do that and they, and they push themselves to do different things. Like the Melvins, I think, are really mm. good with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fugazi, when mm-hmm. they were a band, they were a band that mm-hmm. always amazed me. But like, wow, that's way different, and that still yeah. sounds like yeah. them, and it's still awesome. Yeah. And that's I think that's something yeah. to aspire yeah, to
0: yeah yeah no i mean that you're you're right i mean it's it's so rare for a band for an artist to be that way you know they usually kind of find their thing and they sort of ride that out for you know a while have
3: you ever been in a situation where someone like an artist or a band was trying that and just wasn't catching fire like wasn't wasn't happening for them at all or you can kind of tell they were sort of like uh guys hmm maybe maybe not so much with that
0: uh, wait, can you explain the question a little better? Like, maybe I missed the
3: beginning of it. Sure, sure. If, if, if question, if question it be uh, the like, like if you say you have a band that's like predominantly like you know like more po- like post punk and they hey they're uh-huh. they're going down like a deep reggae hole for some reason and uh-huh. it's, just, it's just not very good. Like, did you ever have uh-huh. to like kind of break the news and be like, hey, you know that's cool, but are you sure? Is that is that's that, is that the thing you're looking for? Or are you are you just kind of like sure if that's what you want to do? Let's let's go for it.
0: Yeah, well, I think that, I think that usually, I've never, had, I've never had anything quite that drastic, where it's like, hey, your whole vision for this record is completely wrong. Um, usually, the way it works is, is um, you know, they sort of, like, calibrate themselves on what they want to do, and then they come in, and then we sort of refine it, you know? Like, sometimes, you know, yeah, like, sometimes it's just, like, things that, if it's, if it's completely, like, new territory for them, you know, there's just some growing pains, and I sort of help them, so to speak, with those growing pains. But I should say that more more often than not, usually what happens is, is a, an artist will come in with an idea of what they want the record to be like, and the record itself will show them what it wants to be, you know? Oh, like it'll, it, Like, you know, I've always sort of felt that that's the way... Things happen. Songs show you the way they want to sound. Like it'll, you
3: know? it'll reveal itself over time. It
0: reveals itself, and and, and as I always tell people, this is like the more you fight it, once it starts to do that, the worse it'll get. And it, it always happens. Like you you know, like it's like oh, this that's what this is gonna sound like. You kind of like have this moment. You're like oh, okay, I get it. And then and then at that point, it, it's like you're almost like the servant to the song, mm. or the record, or whatever. And I always go completely willingly at that point like i'm like, oh, okay take me take me where we're going you know and like and i just kind of follow my instincts but i see it all the time where artists will be like no that's not what i wanted though right, and right. Sort of like they're sort of clinging to this sort of notion that they had before they walked in and i understand that notion <laughs> like i understand where they're coming from but i've always sort of noticed that um once that happens, if they, don't, if they don't go with it, and usually people go with it, but if they don't go with it, then it sort of like it really deflates it and sort of turns into sort of like a middle of the road kind of thing. That's always sort of what happens when you have like a middle of the road record. I feel like it's not committed to what it is.
3: So you've never had to, you know, talk down like Big Bad Voodoo Daddy from making a symphonic record or something along those lines where it just was like, eh, ah, hmm, maybe not, guys. Like that's Well,
0: you know, I have never worked with that band. <laughs> I'm not super familiar with their music, but if, if that band wanted to come and do that with me, I'd probably be super excited about it, you know, because like, it's just such a that's such a ridiculous idea. Right. It's like what you know. First yeah. of all, Big
3: Bad Voodoo Daddy is still a band. I heard them on on NPR last night as we were going to our, our New Year's party and I was like, Wow ah. They're still a band and they're on NPR. That's why I thought well, I aren't
0: they a, aren't they a swing band?
3: They are. They're very much a swing ah. band. So Right. Yeah. The idea of there being, like, maybe a creepy string arrangement somewhere in there is kind of absurd to me. So well, I mean,
0: that, that, that's, how, that's how you push music forward, though, you know? That's how, that's how the, you know, sort of the nexus of, or the, uh, the what's the word? Um, uh, the continuum of music kind of moves forward. is You kind of take from the past, because we all are, are stealing from the past, essentially, and then you kind of put something new to it, and it sort of informs something else. And it forms something else, and that's how music moves forward. And that's what I'm all about—like just pushing music forward. Let's move, move it forward, you
3: know. Totally, and that—and that's something that I think that uh, again, and the, the records that that, that I know and, and I love from you, I always feel like that there's something you bring out of it that kind of has that sense of adventure to it. If, that, if that's the correct term.
0: Thank you. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I mean, that's that's exactly what I hope to do. That's great.
3: And it's even even an artist that you kind of are. You know, it's like where you kind of know what to expect normally with them, and sort of like, oh, there's there kind of a different element or aspect to it that's I mean, like the mountain goat stuff that you've done is a perfect example, where I you know I love the, I love the mountain goats, and I you know I love that dude's songs, and it was kind of interesting that whenever I hear you know when the, when I hear the songs that, that you've done with them, it's like, oh, that's kind of like the same, but like a little different. Like it's it's well, I mean, it's you know, the same but weird, different. This weird. is really erudite. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it's 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 rare that you work with somebody that is so singular and so unique as john and um you do have to kind of like you do have to take a step back it's like john Darnielle, like uh you know bill callahan some of these people like that you know like you you do have to sort of take a step back and realize that there's something so incredibly special and so unique about just them and a the guitar you know what i mean you know I mean? yeah it's like, yeah it's like that is just cool the way it is, and um so you 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 do approach it with a different level of sort of reverence or respect or whatever. you just sort of like, okay, let's not screw this up, you know because that's really working just the way it is
3: that that guy uh john danielella he he completely fascinates me in every, every oh, he's every an amazing possible character,
0: way. yeah, yeah, he's an amazing guy, and happy to call him a friend, and he's um you know. He's got a really interesting, you know, perspective on life that, you know, I always enjoy our conversation.
3: So, uh, talk to me a little bit about how things happened with explosions in the sky. Uh, like, you know those guys from from your neck of the woods in, in Texas, is that right?
0: Yeah, they live three hours south of me in Austin, yeah.
3: And uh, they were just, it was it the kind of thing where they just, they knew you and knew your work and like, hey what do you think about making a record or like how how did that oh, um, relationship I, start? The
0: first, the, the first time I ever heard uh, Explosions in the Sky I was in a, a coffee shop in Austin actually and um, I remember it was like the barista or something like I was in a conversation with him and he mentioned who they were and I was like ah oh, this is okay, they're from here you know and um, I think that we had mutual friends or whatever and so I think that they knew that I liked the band and uh, I had um I had done a, the 90 day and men record that they were big fans of and, um, which was one of those records that like sold nothing, but everyone who bought it was in a cool band. Right. <laughs> right. Like, and, uh, <clears throat> so, um, they, uh, they just, we just communicated over email, you know, like, like anything else. And just like, uh, let's make a record. And, you know, they didn't have any money. They were nobody at the time. And, um, uh, yeah, I, we made that record in 3 days, recorded and mixed, you know, and it went on to be an enormous enormously successful record, you know, right. like n- nobody could have foreseen that. Um and Yeah, huge and hit why, in in a
3: way that you, you normally don't see for that genre or No, you know, no, genre not, I mean, it, do, it was know.
0: it was unprecedented in every way, you know, like it it went on. I mean, it it, it, it I I tell people all the time that Man, I'm really glad I did that record, but I'm not the reason why it's successful. You know, the, the reason why that record is successful is just because the songs are really, really, really well written, and like they were really had their they really had their thing down right then at that moment, and they just happened to come in and record at the right time, and it was the right songs, and by virtue of the fact that we were, had to record it all in two days, um, you know, there was no chance of of. Uh, of overproducing it or anything like that, you know? and, and Yeah, there's no time so for it. <laughs> it was, yeah, there's no, there's no time for it, exactly. And, like, so literally, like, they came in, we set up, we recorded it, and, I mean, we I don't even think we did very many takes of things. It was just like, when you listen to that record, you're essentially hearing exactly what I heard, like, you know, over the speakers in the control room. I mean, it is, it is, it's, it is about as photographic as my records ever get. You know, it's very literal. And, um, you know, it was just one of those records that really connected with people and caused the phone to ring a lot for me. And I think it's hilarious that, you know, people, you know, credit me so much for that record because I really, I have to hand it to the band 100%. I was just really lucky timing-wise. I was there, the the guy who got to record it with them and share it with them, and, and that is kind of it. You know what I mean? Right. It's just a lucky break.
3: Yeah, it's just, it's, 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 well, it's interesting that that's uh you know, I mean, it, it's this weird how, like, it's like you were talking about it earlier about it being like a synchronicity almost that, mm-hmm. you know, it certainly isn't an accident that it was, you know, a good record at all. It just mm-hmm. was like, a, you know, right place, right time, you know, something mm-hmm. managed to click. It's almost a matter of like, luck that it yeah. all happened to work out at the same time. And mm-hmm. I don't know, was, that was baffling and cool to see and <laughs> yeah. really neat in a really neat way. Um, and i
0: should also say that i mean they're those guys are four of the best people i've ever met in my life like you know i i've never I, it's hard for me to think of a band of four individuals that i have that much fun with and feel that close to you know like i mean there's usually with a record there's like you know, um, you just can't, you know, you can't help it, just human nature. Like, there's a couple people that you get to know really well and a right. couple people that you like, but you just didn't get to know that well for whatever reason, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's rare that, like, you know, like every single guy in that band, you know, like, it, you know, if they called me on the phone right now, it wouldn't be bizarre, you know? like well, it'd be a little bizarre because you're,
3: you're on the phone with us, and that'd be a little weird. Yeah, that would but. be
0: bizarre, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, we right. could
3: conference them in, I guess. I mean, that would be
0: fine. But... <laughs> No, and, I get you. Know, you. I, mean, I get that, you. that that uh, that relationship is, you know, is um is now, you know, uh, you know, I mean, that was two thousand two thousand three, I think, when we did that record, you know, and and we've worked together on everything since, you know, so. No, cool and,
3: and that's that's super cool. Like it's 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 interesting to have these, you know, it almost builds these, you know, friendships because you, you obviously have this uh common interest. And, and commonality of art and experience by both existing in this very unique musical world and having this deep mm. personal relationship to each other uh, in, in the services of you know making this record and and doing this thing, so it's it's got to be you, know, you got you got to run into lots of different kinds of people recording, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Like mm, yeah, gonna, yeah, I mean, and it, and again, I I mentioned in an earlier show that I, you know, it, it'd be funny to. You know, make a band with the express purpose of like, oh yeah, the music is great, but God, they're such dicks. Like it's such, yeah, a- right. <laughs> like that—that that would be the conceit of the band, right? Is it there? When they- right, right,
0: right. right. <laughs> yeah, you never hear that. I, I've I've often thought about that. Like you know, you hear you hear it all the time. It's Like not so into their music, but man, really cool guys.
3: Right, good guys, bad yeah. band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's definitely a thing. Uh, yeah. So so and uh, when you when you're mixing, like you know, whatever the the band happens to be i know that you're a big fan of you know the mix kind of being the mix like that's what it is that's as, as much as like the performance is what the performance is the mix is what the mix is uh, is, is that and it's interesting because I, I know there's a lot of you know
1: uh,
3: other engineers and, and producers that, that don't feel that way that there's a little bit of uh, you know writing the fader sort of action is a sort of reaction to that or like well how did you come to that as an ethos if you will
0: uh it's not an ethos really. I mean I it just it's uh I mean if there's an if there if there's an ethical sort of thing to it, I think it's that um it's just been my experience that um you know, now with nowadays where like the technology is mutated so much to the point to where you can literally futz with a mix until it's again, quote Mark, sorry, perfect, right? Well, perfect is not interesting. Perfect there's no conflict, you know. So um, you know, the, like my favorite mixes have always been mixes that were made in the you know the '70s and '60s and whatnot. You know where like the, the mixes were done on a much more of a sort of like a intuitive sort of instinct level. You know I like that, and um, I don't I don't particularly I don't particularly find it interesting to sit there and like move a fader up and down and try to convince yourself that it has like some sort of real value. I think that it's either good or it's bad when it comes to the sort of mixes. You either connect with it or you don't. And, um, you know, I, I think that if, if, a, if I do a mix and we print that mix and then a week later, we all decide that something's wrong with it, that's different, you know? Um, right. You know, you can, you can just do it again. But I think that the whole idea, yeah. like right now, like if you have to people that make the make records like solely in the box you know, again, quote marks, in the box, meaning to say that, like, it never actually hits the analog domain in any capacity. Whereas with everything I ever do, I've never made a record like that myself, and everything is always in the analog domain, and everything is always sort of like, you know, you, you, you kind of have to, like, believe in it, because you can't just go back and change it two days later. And uh, I just think that, that that tends to make things more bold uh, more exciting, and um, sometimes you know um, that's a hard pill for some people to swallow, um, especially young bands who have maybe made a couple records where everything was malleable all the time. But I, I you know, I try to argue the point you know as sincerely as I possibly can, and usually people totally agree with me. At the end of the day, um, it's and it's never really ever an issue, honestly. It never, it, it's never been a big issue of somebody saying, "Hey, I really." I really don't think we should do it that way. I think we should be able to mess with it for the next six years. You know,
3: <laughs> right? Like the uh, same the same situation you mentioned earlier, where you have the person just chiming in for the sake of chiming in. Like, well, actually, I think the symbol should go up a little bit. Really?
0: Well, I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's pretty belittling of me to say that that's all it is when it comes to mix, because I you know I'm sure that everybody's opinion that, you know has some validity or whatever. But like, yeah, you know, I mean, at the end of the day you gotta just sort of decide right you gotta you gotta like sort of go okay this is what it is this is the way it should sound and i refuse like just positively refuse to believe that like you know moving something up one db for one chorus you know or whatever is going to make the song a better song it's just not the way things work and to my ear at least and um you know so um that's just sort of the way I've always approached things, you know? And if
3: you approach approached it that way with your own music uh, as well? Sure, or?
0: yeah. Sure, absolutely. If, if not, I mean, more so, probably, you know? Because I'm like anybody else, you know? Like, if you give me the chance to sit there and wring my hands and, you know, fuss with something endlessly, I might do that, you know? But I've trained myself to not do that because I know I, I've never seen a correlation. This is, this is what I can break it down to. I've never personally seen a correlation between amount of time uh, that somebody has messed with something equal quality of record. I've never personally seen a, uh, a correlation, okay? If there was a correlation, then I would be the first person to spend forever on things. Right. Now, there, are exceptions. There, right. there are exceptions to that, like you have a record like you know like i don't know like something like pink floyd the wall right you know i I was talking with bob Ezrin a couple days ago who produced that record and you know that record took essentially a year to make with you know time off you know you know but essentially over a year like aggregate amount of time i don't know what it was but over the span of a year you know they were working on it fairly steadily but if you listen to that record like okay, I can see how maybe possibly this would have taken a year. Right, yeah. right, because there's so, so many so subtleties
3: ended. to like some of the yeah. like some of the things, like the mood Like it just it sounds like something that yeah it was labored over for sure.
0: Right, you know, and and I mean it's hard to imagine that record being done any other way um, because of what it was supposed to be. Now, I mean, could that record have been done quicker? Yeah, probably, but you know it's you know, I can, I can at least understand how something like that happens, you know, like, whereas, you know, if I'm making a record with a punk rock band or whatever, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just, you know, it's just rock and roll, you know, as they say.
3: Right. Totally. And and that's something that, uh, you know, it, it, cause it seems like, it seems like that's something where, cause you started recording at a relatively early age.
0: Um, yeah pretty
3: young yeah' pretty young, and i mean was it just you know were, were you just like hey i I want to record and this looks cool i'm gonna you know put on the mad scientist hat and and do this later. like it would it immediately appeal to you or was something that you kind of yeah. put the shoes on you, know, and no, I mean, fit?
0: You, you, you essentially you essentially uh you essentially just described it there, you know it was like i I, I was in bands, I loved playing in bands, but I never really harbored a huge delusion that I would able, I would be able to like do that full time necessarily. Like I didn't, I didn't want that to be the way that I made money or something, you know? Like I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't want that necessarily. I just wanted to make music that I enjoyed or whatever. Uh, and you know, like my band went to record and it was just like a, it was just really like a light switch went off in my head. You know, it was just like, oh, I, you know, and I just loved the process and I felt like that's where I belonged. And, uh, you know, I felt really lucky, honestly, to, like, have that moment happen at such a young age because it gave me, like, this insane direction. Because I just decided, that's what I'm going to do. I want to record bands. I want to record people. Um, and um, I just jumped right into it and was recording. You know, I think the- I was 17 whenever I first recorded a band, and like, in a studio studio. And, uh, you know, I essentially haven't stopped since then.
3: Interesting. Okay, and that's, and that's I'm going to assume that was pre-paper chase that was not your paper Oh, chase. yeah.
0: know. I mean, paper chase didn't happen until I was well into my 20s.
3: Well, and that's and that's something that I think that... I don't, I don't know. Like, like and if, if there's a point I'm trying to express with this, it's, I think that that, you know, again, that level of excitement sort of comes through. And it's sort of... You mentioned, you know, we were talking about, uh, or just earlier, about the, the wall and there being, like, you know, such, like, you know, kind of, like, meticulously... Uh, conceived mm-hmm. notions and sort of labored on. It seems like every, almost every paper chase record I can think of. It seems like there's a kind of a concept to it. Extremely. Yeah. So uh, you know, now you are one of us. sort of like you know, afterlife, ghosts, spirits, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. Someday this could all be yours. Is like nat like disasters and mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. along those lines. Is, is, so is that a thing when, you, when you're in, you know, music hat on, when, when you're writing and composing, is that something that that comes first, or do, do the songs and the songs fit into it, or the other way around?
0: Um, usually the songs come first, and then I kind of start to notice a pattern, and it sort of just dictates, dictates itself, um, you know. Uh, but, um, I, you know, I don't I, I, usually the way it is is like I get a, I get like maybe like a third into writing ideas and then I notice a, notice something that seems interesting in there and I just and then I zone in on that and then like then I have the framework and then I would write the rest of the song. Now a lot of times on like most records what would happen would be I would there'd be several songs I'd write that would never end up seeing the light of day that really really had a strong element of the concept to it. But for whatever reason, those songs just weren't interesting or good enough. So sometimes, like, sometimes songs that aren't aren't ever, you know, that are, that are never even heard are, are sort of the ones that dictated the concept.
3: <laughs> right, totally. And that's, huh, that's got to be interesting. Have you ever been, like, at a point where you were like, uh, hmm, maybe not for this. Let's maybe figure out maybe it's something else. Like, has it always kind of just fell into place in that way, or has it been... Like, ah, maybe that song about the Holocaust doesn't really fit on here. <laughs>
0: right. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've never been... I've never had a problem with... um, uh, You know, I've never been coy as far as making music goes. You know, like, I, I, I've i always just sort of felt like if it's a thought that I have in my brain and it made me write a song about it, it's it's valid. And if it offends somebody or they don't like it or whatever, it, that's just their problem. It's no big deal. It's It's not not my problem, you know, it's just it's just there. It's just a thought. It's just um it is what it is. Just put it out into the universe and people can make whatever they want out of it. So no, I don't really ever get shy about things like that, you know? Like I just um I can't I can't remember a, a time whenever I was like, ah, that's just too far. I don't wanna do that, you know. I just sort of do it. I sort of just trust that there's that I'll do it and it'll make sense later, you know. <laughs>
3: All right, well, thats I think that's a thats a fair enough way of looking. I guess, so, you know, and I want to thank you so much for for joining us today, John. This has been great, great yeah, talking yeah, to you, man. Great. Uh, yeah, yeah, great. Awesome. L- last question I have is this, uh, you know, someday this could all be yours as a part one. Yeah.
0: Is, is there okay. ever going
3: to be a part two on that?
0: Nah. I mean, it, it, there, the part two was written, um, and it was um, partially recorded. The thing that I, have to under- the that I have to, like, sort of explain to people is this, is like, it was becoming very obvious that the band was winding, winding down <clears throat> right. and uh, that we would not, we probably wouldn't play too much more after we, if we put out the second part, we probably wouldn't play too much more after that. And my original sort of concept for it was that, um, you know, the first, the first half was like sort of like this more aggressive sort of like, you know, it, the record it was, it was like, you know, pretty aggressive, very verbose. And the second half was like sort of like this very defeated, de- highly depressive record. Mm, okay. Lots of like slow songs, right? And uh, it just really I had to make sort of like a call that I just didn't want that to be the, the band's last statement. And I got this enormous satisfaction. And I know this pisses people off, but I, I got this enormous satisfaction by never releasing a part two something <laughs> that says part one. Like I got, I just thought it was so so perfect in a way because like the whole the whole sort of existential crisis that exists and and, and,
1: (laughs) yeah yeah the story
0: isn't finished (laughs) right in the in the sort of like in like paper chase being so like existential and my music being so existential that like i just thought it was the funniest and most valid thing to do would be just to not have a resolution to like make you make people think that there's another half, there's more to the story, but there isn't because life doesn't have a resolution. Does your life have a plot?
1: Right. <laughs> right.
3: Life is messy.
0: <laughs> right. It's it's a it's a total bar fight, right? And you know, at any at any second, all your plans can crumble in front of your eyes, and your life can be over or whatever. You know. So, anyways, like, I think that Paper Chase fans should be happy that I didn't put it out honestly because I don't think it would have been the right way to. Close the chapter on the band. But um but moreover, I mean it was like I, I like the way I look at it, it was like this is sort of the best statement to be made is to not put that out. <laughs>
3: I love it. That's great. Yeah. And yeah. That, that, that and that's a perfect answer. Uh John, thanks so much for, for joining us, man. It's been it's been great yeah. having you on.
0: Thank you. Cool, man. Thank and thank you.
3: Uh lo- looking forward to uh, you know, whatever you have going on next. Uh Okay, man. Uh it's I'm I'm always excited to hear what you're up to.
0: Okay, cool. All Take right. Take care, guys.
3: Take care, John. Thanks.
0: Bye.
3: There he is, Mr. John Congleton.
4: Seems like such a nice guy.
3: Great dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good good guy.
4: I'm I wish that I was in a better form to interject questions as well, but <laughs> I'm just trying not to die right You're maintaining. Now. Yeah. You're maintaining. I'm That's- upright.
3: That's fine. Um, yeah, love that dude. So to find out, you know, all things John Congleton, I don't know, get on Wikipedia or something. I, what am I, your butler?
4: <laughs> oh no, no, I've already Wikipediaed. I've no, already I, wikied him.
3: I was talking to listener.
4: Oh, you were talking to the listeners. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot about the listeners. Hi, uh,
3: listeners. We didn't even talk about the ninety night. I should have talked about ninety night. Shoot. Well, whatever. Show's over. Uh, hey, thanks for listening. Hey guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, one. indeed. Yeah, that's... Uh, happy New Year. May 2015 be a great one for you. We've got some amazing stuff coming up here in Protonic Reversal. Stay tuned. So stay tuned. Uh, you, know, you find the show every Thursday, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. in the morning. In the morning. As
2: we come to the
4: close, I'm
3: going to lay down now uh, Radio Valencia.fm is where you can listen radioneutron.com for all the podcasts episode archive farewell transmission or on iTunes Stitcher Radio
5: Signing off
4: the show's got a Facebook page Mrs. America But neither of us do We don't
5: <laughs> Yeah Yeah baby
4: uh, if Facebook you, free, the way to be. Although, I'm really concerned about my Spotify account. I think I might lose everything.
3: Oh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer.
4: They made it that way. we
3: We're uh, we got some good stuff in store. Uh, thanks for listening, as always. Thank you, John Congelan. Uh, great dude.
4: A yeah, that was great.
3: And, yeah, I guess we'll talk to you next week.
5: Later. Calculator. This microphone turns sound into electricity. Can you hear me now? Out on Route 128, the dark and lonely. I got my radio on. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? everyone goes out to a special girl. But there is no special girl! It's the, it's the end of radio! The last announcer plays the last record! Radio...